702. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. It is six minutes to eight. Hi, Adam, you've got a date, finally a date for when you're going to Brexit. Yeah, Brexit at last, as one headline put it. Um, so we're no longer tiptoeing around it, we're tiptoeing towards it. And the Prime Minister told us that essentially, therefore, she will trigger Article 50 and therefore the whole process at the end of March or the by the end of next March. The whole process then will take two years. Uh, I mean, getting as far as we have has taken three months just to get this and then another five months and then another two years. So you get the idea, it takes some time. And actually, crucially, all the EU rules and regulations that have been adopted by the UK over four 40 plus years will now be enshrined in UK law so that we take it as a job lot and then we go over them or parliament does one by one to see what we keep and what we scrap and what we change and so forth it's going to be a very long process in other words not even for two years when we finally get to the end of that but yes there are concerns about workers rights and so on but john break out the bunting could we lose the nonsense that restricts the size of our fruit the strength of a light bulb and the power of a vacuum cleaner it is possible i mean i've been dreaming about this for many years but maybe our bananas will be allowed to go bendy again Maybe. <laughs> That's the one everyone remembers, isn't it? And I, I can't believe this. There's talk of a cure for HIV. Isn't that extraordinary? Just just saying that. I mean, th- there were people talking about this obviously some time ago, and here we are talking about it again. It's very early days, admittedly, but a British man undergoing a pioneering treatment for HIV is showing, quote, remarkable progress. So much so that it's hoped that this guy is a 44-year-old social care worker in London. It's hoped he could become the first person in the world to be cured of HIV. I mean, God bless the UK's National Health Service and five leading universities research teams there are five of them in on this the london colleges of imperial ucl and king's plus oxford and cambridge all of them together working on this Uh, and what they've done is they've invented a kick and kill treatment whereby hiv is exposed in the body and then destroyed and it was the exposing it separate to other things which was so difficult and also the destroying of it but as i say this guy is showing remarkable progress he's only one of 50 on the trial and admittedly it is a five-year trial but still for 37 million people who are living with HIV around the world, that is in, it's a big fingers crossed moment, isn't it? Wow, that'll be fabulous because many of them are living here, I can tell you. And briefly, always tragic when a boxer dies. Mike Towell passed yeah. away. What's been the reaction there? Yeah, it's been very sad. Inevitably, of course, some people questioning the safety of boxing and whether the sport should be banned and doctors and politicians, or at least some doctors and politicians, say the only safeguard for boxing is to ban it. But there is one thing that's come out which is perhaps a bit worrying and therefore there's a question mark about the whole pre-fight medical procedure because Mike Tal had been suffering headaches before his fight last Thursday night. We now know this. His girlfriend, Chloe, says he'd had a number of bad headaches that had stopped him training. The management team said they had no idea. Um, Chloe says that she and, and Mike had put it down to the stress of the fight coming up. But ultimately, you just wonder if maybe, you know, it's a t- tricky thing. It was his livelihood, but maybe he should have pulled out beforehand. Mm, interesting. There'll be more on that, I'm sure. Adam, thanks very much indeed. Uh, Adam from the UK.